Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to episode 89 of the... Yeah, I had it and no, I lost it. You had I had it, it and I lost it. Okay, here we go. Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to episode 89 of the Nintendo Talk Podcast. I am Bobby, the Nintendo Guru, joined by my best friend in all the land, Mr. Tobey Thornton. Tobey. You, you nearly got it right this time. It sounded like you said AB9 instead of 89. <laughs> welcome to episode AB9. <laughs> I said 89. Don't even try it. AB9. AB9. That'll be the title of the show. AB9. 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 What's up, man? How you doing? I'm all right. You know what? Like, my voice might sound a bit funny because I went mental at the dogs earlier. And I shouted probably louder than I ever have before. And now my my voice hurts. Why would you yell at the dogs? Because when Evie's crying... They get upset and they howl and it, and it's like babies crying, dogs are howling. Like I'm I'm just having a mental breakdown and I just snapped. They're feeling and, for the baby. Yeah, but they're idiots. <laughs> they should know there's nothing wrong with the baby. Well, they don't stop. Know stop getting upset. The amount of times that she's cried. Why do they care so much? Because stop they caring. Love her. They love her, unlike you. And you tell them to shut up, and you tell them to get out, and then they just they hide in the doorway, and they howl from the flipping hallway instead. Oh my god, it's amazing. You gotta record that sometime. You really Bloody do. It's insane. Just go get her in there and just, like, wake her up and, like, whatever, and make her start crying, <laughs> and then start recording them howling. Oh, that is man. so funny, dude. Oh my god. That's the best. I swear my entire street must have heard me. <laughs> um, that's that's embarrassing. Yeah, they're probably I know. like all rich uppity people and they're like, this is what we live next to? This yeah. guy? So I went for a walk after that. I guess like, you did. <laughs> just leave the dogs at home. What did Karina, what did Karina say? Oh, she was at work. She didn't know. Oh, so she don't even know that this went down. Well, I told her. And oh, the funniest thing as well is after that, so I'm, I'm worked up and angry my throat's hurting from shouting. Evie's ready to go out. I go to the bathroom. You know, we've got an ensuite in the bedroom. And there's a basket of cloves behind the door. So I go to the bathroom, squeeze in, go, go, go to the toilet, come out, open the door, forget the basket's there. So the door rebounds, hits me like square in the face, pretty much. <laughs> and because I'm already worked up, I grab the door and I'm like shaking the door in anger, right? I step outside, I give the wash basket a right good kick in. Because <laughs> I'm so angry. Cloves are flying out. You're a mess. Felt good. Felt good, man. You are a mess. Sometimes you just got to let your anger out. Apparently so. It, apparently inanimate that's, objects. Apparently yeah. that's what we do in this world. I think that's the thing. Like you just. Mm. Wow. Okay, I felt then. better for it. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> so, uh, before we kick this episode off, like we do each and every episode, uh, I don't appreciate you guys talk, taking some shots at me this week. What do you mean? What are you don't talking even, about? You know, well, don't even what, do you mean? what you're talking about, Bobby. You and and Benji Kong and Danny Ward <laughs> having your way with my with my good name. You deserve it. Really? Let me tell you let me tell you this. You deserve it because you are trying to embarrass me I... by telling them things about our secret conversations that get brought up on the show. Well, let's be fair. Let's be fair. If if the audio wasn't messed up, <laughs> it would have been on the episode. But my my audio, I forgot to record you and like I did just a, a while ago, and what I would have put on the backside of the show was missing. 
So I I, I lost out on comedy yeah, gold. It's different when it's me and you, Bobby. Like I don't mind telling you these things because we're we're you know we're close. We're, we're lovers, <laughs> well, the right? Crazy, the crazy. Well, that is true. But <laughs> the, the crazy thing is, like when you told them the story, it sounded so much worse than when you told it to me. <laughs> like you told it to me, and I was like, oh, that's normal. Whatever. I was I was thinking you were like sitting on the couch watching TV, and your and your ball fell out the bottom of your boxers. <laughs> And and then you realize I didn't realize you were actually on the floor playing with the baby, and then like you know you look down yeah. and like she wasn't directly beneath me, Bobby. I, it's not I, like I was teabagging I, my daughter. Oh my god! <laughs> you know what I meant. I know, I know. I'm just saying, like <laughs> <laughs> when they got explained, it just blew me away because yeah. I was like. That's different. That's not what I remember of the story. I was like, okay then, Toby. You do you, buddy. You do you. Oh, my God. It's, anyway. It's too embarrassing. I can't believe you brought it up again. <laughs> it's too good, man. It's too good. Anyway, let's kick this episode off like we do each and every episode with our geek outs. With our geek outs. You piece of trash. <laughs> you did that on purpose. What are you? Uh, what are you geeking out about, sir? I'm geeking out. About something that happened yesterday. Really? My friend, Mike, came round and we played some Mario Maker together. Oh. And we checked out Mr. Bobby Paul's levels, right? So Is that why he called you names on the comments? Well yeah, because so this is this is what happened. So we played your train level, Mm -hmm. got through that, I actually beat it, because the first time I played it. The, the servers went down for maintenance just as uh, I hit the act. It didn't even count that I played your level. So oh, I was wow. like, right, okay. got to beat it again. So I did that. Then I showed him your first level, the Pipe World 1-1. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we beat it. And then we got to the end. And Mike saw that the world record was 17 seconds, 17.3 something seconds, something yeah. like that. So then he's like, let's try and beat that. So then we spent the, a good two solid hours oh my God. playing your level over and over and over, getting every single minute movement and timing exact. And we got so close for for so long, we were just microseconds away from, from beating it. Yeah. And just like maybe an hour before Mike had to go home, he beat the time. And we were celebrating. I was like, give me the controller. Quick, give me the controller. Quickly saved the 30-second clip. Yeah. Uploaded it to Facebook. So world that... record. <clears throat> that was Mike's time, right? I thought that was and your time. I didn't realize yeah. it was Mike's time. Okay, so I was going to come on the podcast today and be like, yeah, Mike got the world record on your level. Like It's on my profile, but yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he was the one who did it. However, when Mike went home, I spent another solid hour beating oh Mike's God. time. Right, because I couldn't have that. <laughs> of course could, not. Yeah, of course I not. Definitely could not have that. So, I managed to shave like another two hundredths of a second off of Mike's time. Oh my god! So, and I actually I beat the record twice. I beat it once, and then I beat my record again because I figured out a new strat with the, the start of the level. But dude, it's so satisfying. The adrenaline was insane. That's like, amazing. Because I never thought I'd be playing with your, one of your levels as a speedrun level. Yeah, but, yeah. But it's so interesting that your level is designed in such a way that it can be, like, ran through it, in the, the same way every time because yeah. there's not really any randomness to it. Mm-hmm. So once you figured it out, you can just do it over and over, yeah. and it's, it becomes skill-based at that point. You know so. what I do with my levels? And this is what I feel like makes a good level. I build the level for the run. Yeah. So I build the level with no enemies at all. Yeah. And I build it for the run. And then yeah. when it's done and I've built the run, then I go back and implement enemies. That's and then, interesting. And then I run it through and then I go like, ah, that's a little tough. That's a little easy. Let me add a couple enemies or change it up here and there. So yeah. I always build it around the game in theory, the gameplay first and the difficulty second. Like I want yeah. it to be a fun yeah. level first and then ramp up the difficulty as I can. So 
but it was that's pretty interesting. Yeah, so I challenge any of our listeners that want to try and beat my time on Bobby's that's Pipe amazing. World I'll on to, one. I have to drop in the Discord and tell people. That would be amazing. We have that going on too. I don't know if you know this, but in the Discord there is a Mario Maker um, level share where people yeah. are sharing their levels because I've been going on uh, Twitch and playing yeah. their levels each night, and uh, which is pretty, pretty awesome. It's a lot of fun. Um, I get some levels and I just start. I'm on the verge of cursing so bad because these guys <laughs> are just. But they're really good levels, man. Yeah. Benji Kong did one that I thought was really good. Uh, actually, I... Game had yeah. tweeted it out. Okay, I played one of Benji's levels. Mm-hmm. Didn't like it. Well, I don't blame you. He's. Uh, it was. Uh, it was. I don't know. It was one of his first levels. I played a. He had a dry bones dungeon level that I that's, did really like. That's the one that he tweeted out and game yeah. tweeted it out. I like that I, one. It was a good I, one. I like that one a lot. But the first level I played of his had it was a it was weird because uh, we we're going to talk a, a lot about Mario Maker two today. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but so basically, you have to collect a certain amount of coins, like one hundred and ten coins, to get to the goal, and. I kept only getting 80 coins, and I was like, where's the rest of these coins? I've been in every pipe. Then I saw at the top of the level, there was a pipe on the ceiling, and I was like, I must have to fly into that pipe. So I spent ages flying up, hitting the pipe, not going quite in it, and it turns out you can't go in that pipe, right? And there's a another pipe that you go down to a sub-area, and there's some coins in there. And at the edge of that, you can see another section of the level that's got a Koopa Trooper and more coins and an arrow pointing up. But there's no way of accessing that sub area. It's just a part of the level that he didn't finish, but you can still see it. So like in my head, I'm like, I'm, I've got to get down in there and find these coins. But it's just a big troll because you can't get there anyway. And it ended up you have to fly back to the start of the level, and there's a like a thirty coin just above the start of the level. So, good God, yeah. Oh boy. Anyway, drove, uh, drove me woolly that did. Bet it did. Um, <laughs> myself, I am geeking out about. Yesterday, I went to New York City. Went to New York City. Went to the Nintendo New York store mm-hmm. with Miguel, and actually met Josue Ponce from Ninmobile News there. Met Joe after work there. Met Jams Games there. Robbie Bobby Miller drove from Baltimore to New York, which is about a six-hour drive, just to hang out with us and meet us. He gave me this Baltimore Orioles baseball cap that I'm wearing today. Amazing. Um, Just such a blast. We were there for hours just hanging out, going through the store. Um, so I, I, I start off the shopping spree, Toby. Okay. Where I'm Here we go. All these, Bobby Big Bucks. Dude, I'm picking up all these plushies, right? Yeah. And I'm just grabbing them. And I'm like, I'm going to put them in, in the cubby holes behind me. Like I got, yeah. I had like almost every single other Animal Crossing plushie. So I was going to fill out that area, be good. There was a couple Splatoon 2 plushies I picked up. I picked mm-hmm. up this really cool looking Bowser. Um, it was a toy, but it was just like really heavy and bulky, probably about six or seven inches tall. Really nice. Got a couple coffee mugs. I'm ready to go. And yeah. I turn around the corner. Yeah. There is let's go Pikachu. Let's go Eevee special edition switch in the glass case. Right. And I go, guys, I think I need this in my life. Oh man. <laughs> I think I need this switch in my life and i bought the switch i bought the special edition switch so i i went and i I, so i walk up to miguel and i said you're a madman i said do me a favor hold this stuff he's like okay i said i don't want that stuff now and (laughs) (laughs) put it back on the shelf i I bought a book bag and i bought the the console because the thing of it is is i i always had like I almost pulled the trigger on that console when yeah. it came out. I just, something about it, I, I love the Joy-Cons. The Joy-Cons are beautiful. But I just like the dock as well with Eevee and yeah. Pikachu on it and stuff. And, like, I really just, I always liked that console for some reason. And I went to go try to get it after it had launched. Yeah. And it was, like, 800 bucks on eBay. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not spending that money. That's crazy. Yeah. So then I went in there yesterday and I saw it. And I walked up to a girl and I was like, is this available? And she looked at me like I had six heads. She's like, of course. Yeah. And I'm like, 
wow, okay, I didn't know. Like, I figured it was sold out, you know, and so, but I bought See, it. that's funny, though, right? So, the fact that you saw it listed at $800 on eBay or wherever, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that influenced the way you thought about that console? Like, it, it suddenly seemed more valuable because you'd no. seen it valued higher. Well, it, it, it basically made me feel like I would never be able to get it at a retail price. Yeah. So what it made me do is it made me pull the trigger on it rather than go like, oh, I'll wait till later to yeah. get it. But because I just looked at it as I've seen it out in the, I've seen it on the internet priced yeah. way high. I can't afford it. I've always kind of wanted this one for some reason. I just liked it. Something that drew me to it. I just wanted it for some reason. Plus, the box art is gorgeous on it. Like, I really like the, the whole... comes with the Pokeball Plus. comes with a lot of stuff. So, it, there's a lot of value behind it. And I just was like, man, I really want to get this thing. And I, like I said, I just didn't pull the trigger when it was available. And then I regretted it. I totally okay. regretted it. And then when I saw it at the, at the marked up price, I'll be honest with you. If I didn't know that it was on the internet for 800 bucks. I probably wouldn't have pulled the trigger yesterday yeah. only because I would have thought in my mind, oh, I'll just get it later on eBay or something, you know, yeah. or I don't. But when I saw the price of it at eBay, then I saw it in the store. I was like, I got to grab this thing now. Like I can't even mess around. So I was happy with it. That's cool. Are you going to show it off? I can show you after the show. Oh, okay. It's out in the living room. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> You're disappointed. I'll, I'll, I'll do a little unboxing of it. Just, just all right, all right. relax. Okay, so uh, let's jump into the uh, the first topic we got here, and um, I feel like this is something that is just pretty crazy right now. Um, there's so many leaks going on right now about this Switch Mini. Um, but my question to you is, and the topic I want to do do is, yeah. what's the likelihood? that you think we are getting it and when do you think Nintendo launches it? And then thirdly, will you buy it or what's it going to take for you to buy it? So See, let's just start with the first thing is like, what's the likelihood? Do you think this thing's going to happen or what? Well, I think it's very likely that we're going to get a revision and I don't necessarily think it's going to be called the switch mini or anything like that. I think, it's just going to be a new updated model of the Switch. It might be smaller, but I feel like the selling point isn't going to be that. So I think it's just going to be like like the new version of it. So, and Nintendo always do that with their handhelds especially. So I think it's, it's almost a guarantee, that, especially with all the leaks, that it's going to happen. So you think there's going to be an updated version of the Switch? Yeah. But you're not you're not viewing it as like they're going to call it Switch Mini or anything like that. It's just going to be basically like a Switch 2.0, and this is what yeah. It is. That that's my feeling about it because I think you know when you start changing it too much, uh, especially if they take away the 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 dock or the, the ability to dock, if they were to do that, suddenly it's not Switch anymore. Like they need to re- remain on that straightforward branding and. Yeah. I can I can just see them just updating it, making it more comfortable, better battery life, more you know more ergonomic, like things like that. Sean said something on if we were in Nintendo this week that I thought was really poignant, um, and he said, "What if what we believe is the Switch Mini is actually the Switch Mini and the Switch Pro in one?" Meaning. We've heard rumors about a Switch Pro. We've heard rumors so about it's a Switch Mini. Smaller and more powerful. Yes. Exactly. And he Could said, be. you know, he said, could you imagine if that was the case? Mm. And I was like, sign me up, man. Like, yeah. I'm in. Like, give it to me. And yeah. when we started looking, while we were on the show, when we started looking at the Switch, um, I mean, if you look at your Switch, right, and you take it out and you look at it, and th- basically the screen right now, I'm opening up my, my Switch as it is. But when you when you have this thing, right, and you look at it, and you can see, like, what if this black border is gone? What if this is the actual size of the screen, what the screen is? So the yeah, realest thing you actually look like... Essentially, they could shrink, get rid of the bezel. Get rid of the bezel, but I'd, what I'm saying yeah, is I'd shrink it down. Or make the screen bigger. I don't think they're going to do that. It's just my feeling. 
I would like them to. Don't get me wrong. I would love them to. But but my feeling is is that if it's going to be a mini, they're going to shrink that. Like, you take the bezel that's existing, yeah. shrink it down, and then add the attachments to that side. And ultimately, when you look at that, if that's the case, it's a much... I mean, the thing is, the Switch screen itself is about the same size as my phone. Like, my phone is almost exactly the size of the screen. Mm-hmm. So, like, this would be as big as the Switch yeah. Mini. Mm-hmm. And if it was as thin as my phone, then that's, that's pretty cool. But yeah. when I imagine there being Joy-Cons on the side, the Joy-Cons would have to shrink so much height-wise that that's not going to be comfortable anymore. Because they're small enough as it is, the Joy-Cons. Like, yeah, I just... I can't see it getting smaller that's what you're saying yeah i it's a weird it's a weird proposal that's coming and i'm not sure i'm i'm just not sure what it is yeah and, and what it boils down to be like it's crazy. i mean it, it, it's cool it's still such a mystery even with all the rumors and leaks like supposed leaks you know because it's boring when you yeah. know something and it's like, just got wait for them to announce it. Like, because there's so much speculation about it, it keeps things interesting. There's definitely a lot of speculation about it. There's a mm. lot of stuff that people are just like, what is this thing? What exactly mm. is this? What is it going to be? Like, what's the thought process behind it? But it's, it, it's a, I don't know, man. It, it's definitely a mystery to me. Mm. My question, my next question would be then, when do you think something like this would launch? See, I think it would be around holiday, around Christmas time. Just like, just that, that seems like the best time, rather than just timing it with a new game release. I mean, what what big games are coming out other than Animal Crossing that would really need an, an updated version of the console to to sell? Well, like, okay, so for me, let's back this up a little bit. So for me, I think I think there's two games that you typically get a special edition Switch for: mm. Pokemon, Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. They're probably the only two games that Nintendo would. Oh, this, these glasses hurt my eyes. Um, there's only there's only two games that I feel like Nintendo warrants to do special editions for, and those are the two. Those mm-hmm. are the two that predominantly get special edition consoles. So that being said, we know that's the case. I don't, and we know, and we of we know when both games launch, right? So we know that one launches in um, November, and we know that one launches in March. My feeling is, is that we are going to get probably in a couple of months a Pokemon Direct, where. They break down more of the game a little bit, and they mm. also announce a Switch that is a special edition for Pokemon. Similar to the Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu thing that they did. I don't feel like that's when they released the Mini. I feel like the Mini is probably going to coincide with Animal Crossing. And mm-hmm. I and I have reason to believe this. So, you know you've played Animal Crossing games in the past. Yeah. One of the big things are owning your own towns. Mm-hmm. And basically, you, you want to be able to have total control over your town. Yeah. If you share a console with your significant other or your brother or sister or whatever it might be, Nintendo has basically said that you can only have one town per console. So it's not per account? Not per account, no. That's so console. dumb. That's the biggest... I think I ever. think it has something to do with I think it has something to do with two things. One, yeah. they're not doing cloud saves for it, so I think that has something to do with it. And two, I think the other problem is is that the save data is tied to the actual console and it sits on the console. So basically, if you I I'm, I guess what I'm understanding is is if you log in with another profile, maybe that's the second player in the town, in theory. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I mean, because we don't have the game, so it's hard to tell. But from what I'm understanding is, is you, like on the 3DS, if you wanted a second town, you had to have a second cartridge. <clears throat> yeah, it doesn't make any sense, though. Like, Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. sure, right? They only let you have one save file per account. 
But I've got an American account, and I'm, I started a new save file on the American account. Yeah, I did too with so the I, Japanese. It doesn't make any sense why that wouldn't be the case for Animal Crossing. You would think so, right? You would think so. But for whatever reason, they're, they're coming out and saying you can only have one town per console. So if that's the case, and in theory, the Switch Mini would be a more um, cost-effective version of yeah. the Switch... Then to me, yeah. it would make sense to launch this with Animal Crossing. So then someone goes like, well, it's a no-brainer. I'm getting a special edition Animal Crossing. I'm getting a second Switch. Done. You know, Especially if it's cheap enough to be aimed at children, like the 2DS. 200 Nintendo, bucks or less is, is perfect. They've, they've said before that they want there to be multiple Switches per household. Yes. And coinciding that fall with a cheap price tag... And the dodgy save manipulation, <laughs> like it makes sense that, yeah. that it would launch with that. Um, I would love it if it had changeable faceplates of some kind, That'd like be awesome. like the 3DS, because then mm -hmm. you wouldn't have to worry about getting. Oh, I've got to get the Animal Crossing Special Edition. Well, what about the Pokemon one? I really like the way that looks. Well, just buy the plates. I'm sure they made a lot of money off of that. Like I'm sure they did too. Maybe at that point introduce themes as well into the system. Like there's a lot of stuff they can do. But but so my third question in in this whole thing is, what does it take for you to buy a mini? Like, is it something that you want or you desire or? It has to be, um, like an just shrinking it isn't enough for me. It would have to have longer battery life. It would have to be more comfortable. Have a perhaps a bigger screen or a better quality screen. It has to be better in some way other than the size and the price. Because right now there's nothing wrong with my Switch. Like I love it, and just just upgrading for the sake of it, it doesn't make any sense to me. It has to it has to be meaningful, and just like I said, smaller is not meaningful to me. I guess for me, I think it just has to depend on the look. You know what I mean? Like, does it make... I don't... I mean, now that I bought a second Switch, it doesn't make sense for me to buy a third one without reason. And, like, that's the thing. Last night, people were... Like, I posted on Twitter last night. I was like, so do I pull the trigger on this, on the Switch? And people were like, well, you got the Mini coming out. Like, why would you do it now? Mm. And my feeling was, in the moment, was, A... We don't know when the mini's coming. We don't yeah. know if the mini's coming. But that being said, we don't know what the mini is. And if the yeah. mini, like you said, is just a smaller version of the Switch, then I don't want it. Yeah. Like, that's not that's not what I want. You know what I mean? Like, I want it. Uh, but if it's a smaller version and it's comfortable in the hands, like, more comfortable in the hands. Because I'll be honest with you. Without this Satisfy Grip, this thing is garbage to play in handheld mode. I'm not a fan of it in handheld mode. So, for me, with the Satisfy Grip, though, it works. So, if there was something that, like, if it just felt better in the hands, then possibly, you know, like, I would be like, okay, this might work for me. Mm -hmm. um, I think it all depends on form factor and feel, and then really what's under the hood. Like, what yeah. is it bringing to the table? If it's, if it's something that has, a, you know, some enhancements to it that are beneficial to me then it makes sense for me to buy um but i feel like for me to jump out the door day one and be like i gotta have this thing there's gotta be something to it um i mean special editions aside because that's always enough to push me to buy one mm -hmm. but like if it's just basically a gray switch that's smaller yeah and there's really nothing to it that makes me go like I gotta have this I think I've, you know the thing of it is too is if you're thinking about it if it's a Switch Mini and the Joy-Cons aren't detachable well then there's no reason for there to be buttons on the left side it might as well be a D-pad Yeah, and that alone might be enough for me to go like hey you know what this will make me actually play this thing more in handheld I'm gonna get it cause yeah. I mean as I'm showing my Switch as I keep showing it you see I have the Hori left left joystick there or left joy-con so i can have a d-pad on there but i don't i'm not really a huge fan of their d-pad 
Like he doesn't yeah. feel like a Nintendo DS. Yeah. yeah. So, um, if I could have an official Nintendo D-pad on it, and that sounds so stupid to say, but like, there's something about Nintendo D-pads that are just better than yeah. everybody else's. So, I mean, that might be what pushes me. I don't know. Um, but man, this is all big mystery. This is crazy. This is just nuts. So, I guess we'll see. Um, let's jump into real quickly. Let's jump into from out of the green pipe and uh, with some questions here. So, first question is I know the Switch is still a new console, but where do you see them going after this? Or do you think they will have they have dug themselves into a situation where they will have to do hybrids forever? What do you think? So, what's super interesting about this is just the other day there was an article about an investors meeting. And the investors were asking Nintendo something about controllers and what they're planning on doing next. Mm -hmm. And Miyamoto was going on, as he does, like, you know, we created the D-pad, we created the stick on the N64 controller, it's all industry standard now, we did motion controls, like, all of this stuff, like, he's, like, bragging, basically, (laughs) and, um... And there's this other guy, I can't remember his name, and he, he's going on about how they're always testing new ideas for controllers and the way players interact with games. And they said that so far, you know, pro controllers is good. Feels great, but they have not managed to make a controller that works universally for every type of gamer. So, like, they are trying their best prototyping new controllers all the time and they did mention motion motion control again um so i feel like it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be stuck doing a hybrid console forever like they're wacky like you you can never predict what nintendo's going to do and uh, they always want to be on the forefront of new technology when it comes to gaming so I, you know, I could see them doing something completely different. Even, even knowing how amazing the Switch is, like they could come up with something weird, especially controller-wise, for their next thing. So, see, for me, and you know this because I've said it numerous times. I feel like this version of Nintendo with the Switch is something that'll be here for probably twenty years, at least. Two reasons. One, they have a 20-year contract with NVIDIA. Now, that doesn't mean anything because they could change up. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. could just be like, hey, we got a 20-year deal to just buy chipsets off of you. doesn't necessarily mean we have to do the console thing as we do. Mm. Um, but that being said, um, I feel like this is the perfect storm for them. This is how they also compete against, uh, you know, like the, the streaming games. Because the one thing that this thing offers is you don't have to have online hooked to it in order to play. And you don't have to have good internet connection in order to play. Yeah. So that's a plus that Stadia yeah. and all them don't have. Where, okay, yes, I can play on my phone, but... If my phone doesn't have access to the internet, I can't. I can't play. I mean, you're right. Like it really does depend on how internet speeds progress in the next five to ten years. Like, mm-hmm. is it going to become worldwide internet is good for everyone? Yeah. Um, because if that's not the case, well, especially in America and Europe and Japan, then the switch is still going to be a viable competitor because mm-hmm. it looks like every every everyone's heading towards streaming and i can see that play anywhere factor of you can play on any device as long as you've got internet connection being really really compelling for a lot of people especially casual gamers that don't want to invest in the console they just yeah. want to play a game yeah. so you know, unless that really takes off, then I think the Switch is pretty good for at least another five years. Well, the other thing, too, is let's be fair. What Nintendo was able to accomplish with the Switch was pretty remarkable in the sense of they were able to appease two territories 
that have totally different mindsets about mm. what gaming is. Meaning, yeah. Japan is mainly mobile gaming. North America and Europe is mainly console gaming. Yeah. So they were able to create a two-in-one situation yeah. that appeases their entire, you know, their, their entire <clears throat> industry, their entire like marketing, in a nutshell. And I feel like that's the one thing where it could hurt Xbox and Sony because there's a lot of people that are really hesitant with streaming. They're mm -hmm. not really sure what it is. They're not sure how it's going to work. They're not sure if it's going to work. So the thing is, is like, if you had to pay a fee in order to just be able to play games, then you have to buy games on top of it. It makes people go like, oh, but what happens in 20 years? Like, that's the thing. Right now, I know that I'm going to be able to play this Switch 20 years from now. Mm. I'll be able to play. I could, if I'm buying physical games, I can actually load them in and play them. No different than my NES and my Super Nintendo and mm -hmm. my N64, like all that stuff. We know that that's where gamers' hearts is, is to be able to load in and play anytime, anywhere, and just not have to worry about the internet's down. Like, think about it. What's the number one thing that you want to do when it's a snowstorm? Or it's a, it's just like, I don't think you yeah. guys have hurricanes or things like that. Where you you want to... Cozy on up and play a video game. <laughs> but what if your power's out and you can't, well, or your internet goes down and you yeah. can't stream and play? But with Nintendo, you're still able to. And I think they're going to go the opposite of what the big guys are going because they, in a nutshell, they just probably feel like we don't necessarily yeah. need to be there yet. I think the Switch is a great lifestyle device. Like it fits around what your day to day life is. Yes. You don't have a, a lot of time on the TV because you've got a daughter that likes to watch TV or mm -hmm. your wife's really into the hottest new garbage program on TV and, and you're like, I just want to play a game. Play it on your Switch. Like, yeah. I love the fact that it's so easy to do that and it's so comfortable. You can play it in bed, anywhere. I wish I could do that with PlayStation games as well. Mm -hmm. And yeah, streaming might might solve that a little bit but it's never going to be as reliable as you say as yeah. the switch is um i just hope that this they upgrade the power on the switch because i'm getting a little bit worried about next gen now because yeah. i keep seeing these third party ports coming to the switch like red faction uh war master or whatever it is Re, that was a remastered right mm -hmm. and it runs there's like a performance mode and a quality mode it runs pretty well in handheld but docked it's absolutely atrocious like goes down to like 13 frames a second and there's too many games now that are like that yeah so they're gonna if they're like that now imagine when the next gen comes along and the games are even more hard to port like Nintendo is going to start getting left behind again. So they really do need to upgrade the power at some point. I agree. I definitely yeah. agree. I definitely agree. Um, next question. Why is Nintendo constantly behind the curve when it comes to online features? For example, in Mario Maker 2, I can't simply find my friends' levels without them sending me a code. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it, and it's, it's pure stupidity in my in my mind like sean and i were talking about this yeah last night or friday night or whatever and my thing was what i said to him was look it you play you play mario kart right you log on mario kart and i could search and see what friends of mine are playing the game and they go join their races i'm playing splatoon 2 and i can log on and i can check my friends and see who's playing and go join their matches why in the world can I not log into Mario Maker, search my friends list, and go, I just want to go play their levels? Yeah. I ran into this the other day. Like, I was trying to find your level, mm -hmm. and I was like, well, I'm friends with Bobby. Surely his levels will just show up automatically on my list. Nope. Uh, I was like, all right, I'll just type in Nintendo Guru. Oh, no, you need a Maker ID. So it's not, you can't even search by, by your friend's Switch name or whatever. Yeah. And then 
eventually I found one of your posts that you shared one of your levels. Okay. And I was like, all right. So I'll, I'll just type this in. The menus were atrocious. Like yeah. I couldn't find where to type it in for a yeah. long time. And even when I did type it in and I'd played your level, I'd starred you as a creator. And then I spent half an hour or so trying to figure out how to find your profile because it's not straightforward. Yeah. You you can go to the star tab and it's not, you know, you know I might be following you, yeah. but I can't look at your profile. I have to scroll through a list of levels and maybe find one that you posted. It's just bizarre stuff like that. Yeah. Like they are so far behind with their online stuff. And it's, it must, there must be like some company policy or someone in charge over there that's, laying down the rules for stuff like this and they're just so out of touch like it's, they're miss they're missing something it's almost like they are missing a chromosome mentally within them that just like doesn't let them fix this like it's almost a block you know i mean it's almost like someone who um perhaps as a child gets beat quite a bit and then every time you like raise your hand by them, they they flinch. Like you might not you just go grab a bottle of water and they flinch, and it's a sign of like, hey, they're getting beat at home quite a bit. Yeah. And, it, and it's it's weird. It's a weird analogy, and it's a it's a silly analogy to some degree, probably way off base. But the, but the idea is like, it's this weird thing that every time you mention internet with them, they jump, like they they duck out of the way of it. They don't know how to handle it, and it's like. Why? Like, why in the world are you continually behind the eight ball here? And this Maybe. is something that should be... I mean, it's it's almost like they don't let their development teams talk to each other. Mm. Like, how in the world can they not... How in the world can they be this far behind? Where you have two games... Not only that, Smash. You can do the same thing with Smash. I can mm. go find people I want to play against that are my friends. Like, how in the world... Are, are friends list implemented into some games and not all the games? Yeah, just and it's, doesn't it's, make sense. It's funny as well with the voice chat because some some third party developers manage to get around it and make their own voice yeah. chat, and and it's none of it is it's not cohesive it's at, not. at all in the slightest. So yeah, it's just weird. Like yeah, it's, may, it's maybe so... like maybe they were just too stubborn, like. Because when the N64 was around, it's like, oh, this is a, a couch multiplayer console. And they carried that idea about Nintendo is all about people it being in the room together playing. They took that into the GameCube, into the Wii. They begrudgingly like took the Wii online. And I feel like because that was a party console... Mm -hmm. They still wanted people to play offline with friends more than anything. And that mantra is just sort of carried on going and going and going. Yeah. It's like they should have started early. Like the PS2 was online. Like, was the GameCube online? I don't know. It had a, if it they had the ability to do it, but they just never took it online. Yeah, just weird. Yeah. Like, they should have just run with it sooner. Yeah, Maybe they'd be ahead. Possibly. Um, are we going to see the? Are we going to see different themes coming to the Switch? Uh, instead of just black and white. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Uh, that'd be nice, but it seems like such a low priority on features that they could implement. Like, I mean, because it's so it's so functional and clean. I mean, you know, folders would probably be better to have first. I agree. And. Uh, like just update the eShop that'd be great yeah. like stuff like that's more important than themes so I hope I hope that they do that before themes come yeah um, will we get another mini console like an N64 mini uh, I'd like to think so however like they've talked recently about um, possibly they're thinking about updating the uh, online games, retro games with yeah. their online service. They didn't say how they were thinking about doing it, but they said that they know they know and understand people's wants to play their back catalogue. They, they're, they're understanding the demand for that. 
how that manifests itself is either going to be more micro consoles or it's going to be you can play it on your switch somehow like i think it's probably more likely they're going to have a virtual console or something they must be they must know that they're losing so much money by not having that like they i bet they made tons of money on on wii and wii u just from their virtual console games like it's funny that you know it's funny you were i mean we were all podcasting together around the time that nx was a thing and mm. Sean used to always harp on he didn't want to buy the games again. Yeah. And they took that away. Like, they were just like, we're not going to have a virtual console at this moment. Yeah. <laughs> and now people are like, I just want them. Bring them back. I want to put... And it's almost like... It, it's it's a weird thing. Like, I remember... Also, I remember Sean talking about when the the Switch reveal happened. And they didn't even talk about there being a touchscreen on this. Yeah. So we didn't know if there was a touchscreen on it. And yeah. people were, all of a sudden, something that people didn't even care about, they were forcing, like, where's the touchscreen? Why don't we have touchscreen? And then Nintendo was like, oh, here's the touchscreen. It's almost one of these things that, like, they purposely don't show it to us yeah. in order to get us in a frenzy for it, and then we're willing to pay for it again. And it's like, okay, we're going to make money off this thing again. Like, let's go. It, yeah, it could be psychological manipulation. <laughs> it probably is it's with very, them. Very, very well could be. It They're probably always is. a bit like that, yeah. I don't know. I, I just... uh I don't think we'll get another mini. I think it's done. Yeah. I think the only other mini that makes sense to me is a Game Boy, but really I don't want a mini Game Boy. I think that the N64 mini, the controller, would have to be a full-size controller, and they're big controllers. They're like, big controllers. Like, and they've got a stick on and everything. Like, I just think that and and the games would just put the price up quite a bit. Like, I think you're, you're much more likely to have a... A Game Boy one, like you say. So. I agree. I agree. I, I just yeah. think that, um, I don't know. We'll see. Um, last thing, we're going to hit into the wrap-up, and we're just going to talk some Mario Maker 2. Um, I don't know. What, what's your... I, I guess I could go... I, I'll go first here, because yeah. I feel like I was the one that was kind of down on this game prior yeah, to you were. coming out. You were really down on I it. I didn't want it at all. I'll be honest yeah. with you. And I bought it, and man, I was so wrong so wrong like this game is a must own for me like i am so glad i bought it i'm having so much fun with it i literally just went and bought a stylus uh yesterday or friday from amazon it should be here today yeah. so i can actually start creating levels and handhelds i hate using my fingers don't un- that's another animal that we're gonna get <laughs> I, I just, i'm not even gonna go down that path because that's an angry venomous path that will go down i don't want to go there um but that being said, like, I just, and I feel like this, Toby, this is crazy. The key to it all for me is the levels that are being made are so damn good. Like, better than the last Mario Maker. And it was like, the last time we were just weeding through piles of garbage to yeah. find these gems within them. And I feel like this time, there's so many good levels out there. Like, you're not really weeding through the garbage. You're just basically finding gem after gem after gem. It's really interesting how, like, like on day one, there are so many levels that are already mind-blowing with, like, such creativity. Things that I would never think of doing. Yeah. And, like, last night I played a Castlevania level that somebody made. And it feels like Castlevania, like weirdly. And I don't know how they did it to make it have that feeling of that game. But you've got chandeliers that have like the little flames on them and stuff. And when you walk under it, the flames drop down. And the best part of that level, there's a clock tower section. And they somehow made it. You know, you can like, in Castlevania, you can jump on the gears as you're going up Mm -hmm. the clock tower. They've made these gears out of blocks on on the railings that spin around so there's blocks in the middle that go one way and then blocks on the outside that go the other way and it really does look like some clock tower gears that are working together and you jump on top of them to get up there it's just so clever and creative and there's so many different levels like that like have you seen the uh there's ocarina of time dungeon inspired no. levels somebody's remade the, the deku tree and it is exactly like it is in Ocarina of Time, just Get 2D. Get out of here. 
it's crazy. They made the Dongo's Cavern. Like there's so there's so many crazy. Yeah, there's some amazing stuff, stuff out, out there. there. I did yeah. see someone recreated Zelda two, um, and I was like looking at that today, and I was like, I gotta go play this level. Like there's yeah. some crazy stuff out there, man. It just makes see, me wish that they would have implemented amiibo support again. Yeah, I think they will. Definitely, I, I do too. But um, but you know what? Like I when I thought about the new course elements like the on off switches and the grabbers i thought we were gonna get a lot of levels with that stuff because it's like the new thing in the game so people are just gonna keep using it and we have got a lot of stuff but what i didn't expect was how important those things are to changing the way you play those levels because there's so much more you can do with these elements combining those elements with old elements the completely change the feeling of the level and what you can actually physically do to achieve cool stuff yeah so and the fact that people have figured that stuff out so quickly is amazing yeah they definitely have they definitely have it's it's dude it's just ingenious is there, is there like anything negative i know we talked we touched hate, on the, the online the, stuff i but. hate the two play or the the multiplayer where you can actually mm. all play on the same level because yeah. the only way to get points in that is to win the race. Yeah. And it's like, dude, first off, it bogs down sometimes. It does. And then not only that, like, you're running this race. And, like, I could be winning the whole time. And someone just gets me at the last second. And, yeah. like, they get all the points, I get none. It's like, it, so I'm not does... improving in the ranks. And it's like, yeah. it's, this, is, this is a waste of time. It, it's funny because... Mario is a platformer, yeah. and a lot of it's about platforming skill. But multiplayer does not reward that. No. It rewards it rewards cheesers and cheaters. Like, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. It, I don't know. It's just uh, just a bit of fun. But until you can play with friends, then I think it's not going to be that much fun. Yeah, like, I agree. Yeah. I agree completely. It's weird that we're at this position. You know, yeah. it should be just a a fluid thing that just happens but yeah we're not and uh i feel like the discoverability of my levels is worse than it was on the wii u because i felt like when you was playing the original you could upload a level and straight away somebody would play it mm. you get comments straight away but now like because i'm like I'm uploading. I guess it's because it's brand new out, and there's so many new levels because there's, there's more people so that own a Switch. Yeah. So it's probably already outsold the the Wii version or near enough. Like, and because it's like a frenzy, I've got to get notice, got to upload a level straight away. Yeah. I feel like my levels aren't getting played as much as they would have been on Wii U. Yeah. So like you know, I upload a level, and in the last couple of days, like maybe one person has played it, and it's yeah. like. It's a bit disappointing, but... It, it is, it is. And I'm telling you, that's why you need to go put your stuff... Start using Discord, man. You put your yeah. levels in there, and I'm telling you, the people that are playing... We're all playing each other's levels. I will. I'm just not that proud of my levels yet. There's oh. one level that I like. I've uploaded... I've, I think I've uploaded three levels. One of them's like a, a Goomba village. Mm-hmm. And it's got little houses that you go in, and then you got to get a power-up from another house and go back. And... I've got... Two levels up right now. I'm working on a third, but I'm waiting for my yeah. stylus today. Um, the one has been played. The pipe world has been played 207 times. The run- uh, trust me, Bobby. Me and Mike played that more than 200 times. No, 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 no. Okay, hold on. Let me let me let me correct this. 207 people have played it. It's been played 1300 times. Yeah, I think we put probably. 400 attempts maybe because they're like 30 second attempts or or less like we played it so much yeah and then (laughs) the the runaway train has been played uh 1200 times almost 13 has 1293 and by 175 people so my levels are doing for me i'm happy with that i'm I'm, you know i mean like i would like more obviously but I'm, i'm pretty ecstatic that that's where we are with this um I don't know. We'll see what happens, but it's going to be it's going to be interesting. It's going to I mean, be I'll tell you what, I am enjoying this more than the original Mario Maker. I am as well. So I don't know whether that's just because it's on the Switch and in handheld 
it's way better than holding a Wii U gamepad. Mm-hmm. Like having this stylus and drawing on the on the screen feels so perfect. Like the interface is good. It's only when you go to do it on the TV that oh, horrible. If you try and make a level with a pro controller on the TV, man, is that bad? It's like the worst. It's totally just not worth it. I I think I would rather draw in a pad, like sketch it out to do on the handheld mode later or whatever. Like, yeah, I'm with you. I just wish that, um, and, and I, you know, I don't know what it is. I feel like there's people creating levels with items and I just can't find them items as weird as that sounds. Oh, the, the secret stuff. Yeah. I thought that you unlocked some of that stuff in story mode. I mean, I I've, I've not so. I've not beaten story mode. Yeah, I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to beat story mode today. Like, I'm not going to stop until I I mean, like, like the, um, the stuff they showed off in the direct, like the night stuff, mm-hmm. the moon and the sun. I haven't got any of that. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I don't. Works. I guess you get that from playing story you mode. Got it, but, yeah. You got it. It's got to be the case. Yeah. Maybe I should do that now. Maybe I should just mm-hmm. skip this podcast and start playing story mode. So, uh, that is all. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Nintendo Talk. We really, truly appreciate all the support and all the love. Uh, you can follow Toby on Twitter at Toby's underscore take. You can check me out on Twitter at Nintendo Gurus. That is all. Uh, peace out, Preston. I am the one who games. And runs around with his balls hanging out. <laughs> it's cold.